Hi loves, welcome back to Strip Down. So excited for today. I have an incredible guest on my show today. She is bringing joy all around, which I know we all need. I have the amazing Grace Harry, a native Brooklynite, modern muse, and 12-year-old heavily who uses the knowledge of a 50-year-old vessel to illuminate the planet through the connection of love. As an adventurous teenager living on her own in New York City, Grace used people, art, culture, and very diverse family as her PhD-level education of life. The friends she friend the friends she ran with and her diverse community went on to become celebrated artists. Drawn to people's personal transformations, Grace enjoys witnessing their evolution. Grace helped the best in class get deeply connected to their authentic voice. She has worked with some of the biggest artists like Jay-Z, Lauren Hill. The names are endless in helping them unearth their visual translation of their musical gift to the world. With an entertainment career culminating as the manager of international artist Usher Raymond, Grace is now leading the Joy Revolution, which I just love the name, the Joy Revolution. And in addition to being deeply driven by a sense of social responsibility, she connects the dots of people and literally cracks their hearts open to reveal the brilliance of their own light. Recently, she launched a daily newsletter called Daily Grace. It is a collection of the thoughts, musings, and learnings of a curious contrarian. After a lifetime of listening, touching, tasting, seeing, breathing in, and loving real hard, Grace is excited to share. And Grace, we are so excited to have you today on Strip Down to share it all. Wonderful. Exciting. Thank you so much for being here. This is, uh, I love it. Any opportunity to get more people in the joy revolution, I'm here for it. I love it. Well, before we kind of like dive in, I have so many questions. I want to hear like from your side, like what called you to really like connect with this? Cause it sounds like from, you know, everything I've read about you and your bio that like this started so young for you. So tell us like how that story started and, 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 you know, where you felt things were going at such a young age. Yes. It's, it's, it's really, um, as I found myself at the end of, a relationship, my relationship number three, marriage. I was just sitting there thinking about what do I want to feel? You know, I've lived the first 47 years of my life. I felt like really just in go mode. And it was in that process that I started to really evaluate how I got to the place I was at and what was going on with my relationships. And I realized the relationship that I had not been loving on and taking care of and supporting and being a shoulder to lean on was myself. And I realized that that was because I wasn't taught to. You know, I was raised by two 17-year-olds who are incredible and taught me to have a research mind, which is invaluable. But they were people that they were doing their very best to live the life that they could live at that time. And if you think about it, right, the most important job in the universe is raising future adults. But only amateurs can apply. Isn't that interesting? That is. So either it means it's a joke of the universe or whatever your faith <laughs> is, or what I believe and what, what really brought me full circle back to this beautiful place I am, and I say full circle because joy is our birthright, um, was understanding that when you have children and when you have a, any kind of rebirth, whether that's a new business, uh, you wanted to have a personal transformation, you want a, a, a big move, a new job, or actually have physically having a baby, birthing a project, all of those moments are opportunities for us to go back and re-childhood. And the reason that is, is because we create all these stories for ourselves, pre-verbal, that create our survival patterns. And you know what's so funny, Ali? Like you could not get into high school 
and take an SAT with just a, a kindergarten education. But that's literally how we live our emotional lives. Mm. You know, it's, mm. it's like, it's funny. We, we, we understand that to, to, you know, change our bodies is hard work. To have a child is hard work. You know, to, to pass grades in school is hard work. But we don't understand and we are not taught that actually transcending the person you were the day before takes work every single day. You know, <laughs> don't run the day of the day. So that's really it. It was like, I, I mean, I can go on and on about this because I've learned so much. And, and at the same time, it's the easiest thing to change and the hardest thing to change because the simple action comes with so many emotions connected to our, our original stories. Um, I can go on and on about that, but I think I that. No, yeah. I think that's a great message. I think it's so true. It's like, I mean, I think, you know, since I've had my two girls, like you were saying with giving birth and everything, I've come so much more into myself and I've learned so much more about myself and had so many different emotional, you know, just wake ups and changes where I've been like, wow, I'm learning this about myself or I'm evolving in this way. And it's just so interesting how you said, like, it could be the birth of a project or it could be an actual birth of a child and that we're learning how to work through and manage those emotions all through life. But then when you actually do have a child like, you know, myself, and I've had two girls now, I just feel like I continue to really learn and evolve and just go deeper and deeper after each birth. A hundred percent. And, you know, I think the, the, the funny thing is that we, we separate all these things, but they're really the same thing. So if we think about even ch raising children, the, the blessing and the curse for me was that my parents were two 17 year olds who were really trying to make it happen. So I didn't have a lot of on-the-job training, as you will say, right? Mm -hmm. So if the, if the job is to boot camp a future adult, then we actually are really not preparing um, our children for the next phase of life. And there are some cultures, right, where before they have a child, they actually are split up, older, you know, ancient cultures and, and not American, obviously, where it would be the greatest honor to bring a child into this community that could potentially be a leader even a, just a grassroots leader, someone that really, you know, forged a new way or a visionary or a medicine person or a doctor. So they would take a month before and they would really prepare and they would get their bodies right and their minds right. And they would do anything they can to impress upon the DNA of the sperm, and the egg to be like, have, be ready for its highest potential. But if you have a baby, like with someone, you know, just even one night stand or it was an accident or you were maybe partying more than you wanted to. And none of these things are judgments, but it's just an idea that the body is so smart that it literally impacts the DNA and says to the fetus, um, and I'm sure like, you know, scientists are gonna like cringing at the way I'm explaining this, but you get my point. <laughs> they're, they're saying to the DNA, like you're gonna come into a chaotic environment. So be prepared. But what happens in that moment is that that, 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 that baby that's, that's growing and developing the time for the brain development and the maximum time for everything that it could come into the world fully loaded, fully loaded with is impacted by this information that it has for survival. So then it's now a, a child is born. It comes into a, a situation that it has to adapt. So at the same time, if we're realizing we're raising a future adult, that means as, as Lauren Zander says, we're one to oneing our child. We're teaching them how to be leaders, which means that sometimes we also understand they're going to teach us something. Mm -hmm. Even we laugh about, like I laugh and I'm 50, but my kids will, you know, they came out 
with understanding technology and I did not, right? So it's really <laughs> taken the time to figure it out. But so we're happy for them to teach us that because it doesn't impact our ego in any way because it's not something we knew. But for some, but people are so tied to their ego that they don't understand you're boot camping a future adult. That means you have to give them opportunities in their life with you to make choices and decisions and therefore teach you the way that this new generation is coming through with a different set of operating skills. We get a new phone, we want to upgrade it right away. But with, our, with ourselves, we're like, no, I'm going to hang on to those things. They've worked for me. It's a devil I know. and just want to cling on to certainty. And so anyway, so that's really, to me, that whole, the child and the rebirthing, it's so much bigger than just like, you have a child and they touch your heart. They really are showing you a new way of being. And if you can just go into your own heart and be open to that information, it is your birthright, joy. I love that. I think that's such a beautiful way to describe it. And that's so true. And my two little ones are teaching me every day. And I try to be open to the lessons as hard as them some may be. And, you know, it's true. You're, you're you know, truly growing and evolving and also receiving that amazing joy from them. So this, you know, fast forward to now, everything you're doing now and this joy revolution that you're really, you know, putting out there and sharing, what is the message and what was your thought when you first decided, like, I really want to get this joy revolution out. And now I have this newsletter, like what was going through your mind and what do you want other people to, you know, feel and connect to? Their truth. That's really the big thing there. It's just that, you know, uh, I read this thing today that Mar my friend Marnie wrote, and she said that um, it's not willpower you need to make a change. It's starting to really understand who, what the dialogue that you're running. You know, like who's the star of your story? And when I realized that we all have a subconscious and a conscious, and the subconscious is running on this old information, all the shoulds and coulds and don'ts and, you know, watch out and knows and you know, all the scary talk from well-meaning adults, is how we live our lives and we don't ever question it. So we grow, grow up with these rules and then we, we have imposter syndrome, quote finger, but of course we do. We're not living authentically from our heart. We're living in our brain, which is just a, a computer. It doesn't even have original thoughts. It's just being filled up. Our heart is the only place where there's imagination. So I really want people to understand that anything in your want in your life, you can have it, but it starts with the truth. And sometimes somebody will say like, listen, my lifelong battle, this is so me. I am such a emotional eater. So when I really got aware of that, you know, I would have these days of I'm going to fast today and I'm not going to have a cookie and blah, 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 all the things we do to ourselves. Right. And then the end of the night, I'm literally face up in ice cream thinking, how did I get here? And it's because I hadn't learned that there's another dialogue that's running incessantly that has all of everyone else's feelings about what I should be doing. That's really running the show. So I want, I want everyone to start with joy because Listen, the wellness industry and where we are now, what a blessing that we have so much at our fingertips and so much access. But at the same time, it's a little bit, there's a little bit of a barrier to entry. You know, not everyone can, can afford and also not everyone has the time, but everybody can get back to joy because we were born there. Like I mean, you see little kids are wagging. I mean, they're shaking their arm and they're moving around and they're living from their heart and they're feeling entitled to love. We don't just stop doing that. We just literally get smalled through actions. You know, you do something once and a well-meaning adult is like, don't do that or stand still. Or even my favorite, like kiss Uncle Bill. And then you're, you feel, you say, you know, I don't want to, I'm uncomfortable. And then we say for our own egos, no, that's your uncle. Don't be crazy. But what we're teaching our kids right then is to ignore their own intuition, 
not, don't really feel, don't allow yourself to feel when your own body is in safety or not safety. And it's not always the case, but we're not teaching, we're not allowing them to have the process to feel and be led by their own inner GPS, their own connection to a God source or whatever you believe. And that really has to, to end with us. And it's the truth, you know, and, and we've been so, it's not even our fault. We've been so brainwashed by society. I mean, both of us have heard, you know, mind your business or don't say anything or she'll get upset or, you know, just, just leave it there or don't get involved. But all of those are ways where we justify lying. And then we lie to ourselves and feel okay about it. And so I think that just, just starting with joy gets us out of all the stories about our, you know, oh, I'm, a, I'm all the words we know now, right? Because we have so much access, so like I'm codependent or I'm this or that. But really the truth is, you're just someone who's re really still following an old story. I don't know why I'm so tongue-tied today. I must be so excited. Um, <laughs> It's just following it. an old story, you know what I'm saying? And just like walking to the mirror and you look at your face and you'll say, oh, Allie, you look great. You know, I love that lipstick. And then all of a sudden you'll hear, you know what? You have a bag under your eye. Well, wow, did you dye your hair? What, what, like what? That's not you. That's this voice. And when we were living indigenously, you know, and you were out hunting a lion, you needed that voice to save you. But now that we don't live in those exact conditions, it still has a job to do. So it still has this heightened level of protecting Ali. So it, you know, it's, it's still going after things with the same veracity and you have to start to talk it down like a friend or like a lover or like your child. You know what, Ali? I understand you're feeling scared, but you got this girl. Like, you know what? You've done it before. And it literally is creating a relationship with yourself is how you start to learn the truth. And if you don't understand how to do that, try doing something fun for yourself and boy, will you start to rebel. Like we are so trained that that's selfish but really it's not, it's self-full. So anyway, that's the whole thing around joy is getting people to start to really put themselves first. And even a, a two minute action of something really fun or that's all about you that starts your day, you would be so surprised how all the, the, the message critters start coming out. What are you doing? You know, your kids, your partner, job, but then you're just impressing your subconscious that you are not number one to you. Right. And I think I've learned that so much from becoming a mom of how much I have to really put back into me. And even if it only means five minutes, sometimes a day that I can squeeze in, it just makes such a difference when I allow that and tell myself that I'm worthy of that. And it's not just something that, oh, you know, if I have time to do it, I should do it. It's something that actually means something because I'm important. And I, and like you said, you have to come First, And I've had to have a lot of those conversations in my own mind and in my own thought process as I've worked through as a mom of two of like what that looks like, because of course the mom guilt and everything else comes in of why well, need to be doing this and I need to be doing that and I have to worry about that. But it's true. You really do need to put back into you in order to continue to put back into everyone else. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, like think about when you go on an airplane, they say, put your own mask on first. And because I'm a recovering fear of rejectionite, a massive people pleaser, you know, I'll, that used to seem crazy to me. Like, what? How, the, my, my you know, just ridiculousness in my mind that had nothing to do with actually thinking about the matter, but much more about the emotional connection to what that would mean for me as a mother. And when we care so much, we don't have to care about those, those details to anyone else but ourselves. And we start to really just settle down into what matters. But, but the fact that you already are aware of that, you are so ahead of most people. And that's what I mean. It's, you would think that with all of the access we have now to every, this huge wellness movement, 
people still are not starting their day from a place of creating what they want to feel all day. And we can. And so it's like really like being a great friend, I've just been inspiring all my friends and, and really actually torturing them. So how are you starting your day? Please don't pick up your phone. Please do five minutes, something for yourself for five minutes before you touch your phone or email your job or, you know, whatever, talk to your staff, cook breakfast, just five minutes so that you can just impress upon yourself that you are the star of the story. And then it's magic comes in because our subconscious and our conscious, we are really manifesting our lives. Or as my friend Lauren says, man of fucking, if we're really, <laughs> we're really focusing on a different story, we really are. We're impressed. What's that expression? If you think you can, you think you can't, you're right. Yeah. So right. even if you just start your day and you really give yourself, I mean, I have a friend who gave me a thousand excuses why she couldn't do it. And we finally arm wrestled into, there's a song that when she was a teenager, when she used to hear it, it used to make her feel like amazing. So she has to start her day with that song in the mirror. I don't care, no teeth brush, nothing. Just get up. And the first thing you're going to do that before you get involved with anyone else, because she's got three kids and a husband, is dance like the sexiest, craziest, wildest, make fun of yourself, laugh in the bathroom, even if you have to, but just give yourself that moment. And then look in yourself in the eyes, kiss the mirror, thank yourself for celebrating yourself in the morning and start your day. It could be that short. It could be a text to a friend that's an inspirational message that you also really take five, two minutes to digest that you need that message too. But yeah. things that really make a, they sound so simple but they make a big change because you'll start, I mean, you'll see how much you sabotage and give up on yourself as soon as anyone else needs something. Oh, it's okay. I don't have to do that two minute thing for myself. And then you really start to really understand what's going on. <laughs> right. No, that's, and that's so true. And, you know, I love that you said like even just a little dance party. I mean, I've learned and obviously not every morning's perfect, but I try to like, I, you know, protect my morning, you know, and before I get going and get crazy, like, I just go wash my face and do a little bit of like a face mask or maybe it's a meditation or maybe it's a warm shower, whatever it is that I have time for. I really okay. try to protect that five, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it might allow me to have before I get on the phone, before I get going with the girls, before everything becomes chaos, like you said, and it just kind of takes over like autopilot. It, I try to really, you know, find that. And I think in this time, especially I've been learning how to lean into the pause more and more instead of fighting against it. Huge. Please say that again. <laughs> Leaning into the pause. That is everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, just even aimlessness. Think about when we were little and we, we didn't have as many gadgets and opportunities. And listen, I love it. Like I, I am, I love the internet and I, I really enjoy technology. I'm not, I have some friends who are really anti but what I really need the balance of for everyone is aimlessness. Remember we used to lay down and look at the clouds? Imagination has to come from our hearts. And if we don't even give ourselves time to think or feel, and also what a blessing, give yourself a big hand because you know, you're teaching your girls that. And that's what people don't realize. Your children do as you do, not as you say. So if they're watching their mother feel good and put herself first and show up in the world, you're raising a future you're raising two future women who feel that they deserve and they're entitled to love. So imagine what different kind of relationships are going to look for because they're not looking for love outside themselves. So then the higher standard is there for what really would be a great partner for me. Cause I already feel filled up with love. My, I learned it from my mother. That's huge, huge. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. I love, I love that you said that, but it's so true. I always remind myself of that when I'm doing things. Like, obviously, I don't do anything perfect by any means, but I always check in with myself and say, like, I'm raising two humans. Like, I need to really be aware and mindful of what those two humans are seeing and, uh, you know, watching and just all the things, especially right now with how heavy the world is and letting them see that there still is positivity and light and there are still things to learn. Like I, as we just said, the pause of like learning the beauty of pausing and using your imagination and looking up at the clouds. And it's so funny you said that because my daughter, Amelia, my toddler, she's like obsessed with planes. And like every day when we go outside, it's like the plane, the plane. And it's like, I laugh, but it's like, oh my God, to her, it's like the most amazing thing in the world. And it reminds me like, oh my God, like, look, look at the beautiful clouds, look at the sky, like, look at the in the sky, you know, that you forget that, that, that when there's so much going on, that that's there. A hundred percent. And what you just said was what parents miss all the time. And, and why it's so important is it's really for you. That's what I'm really saying that having a child is, it's your opportunity for a second childhood. It's not just, okay, here's toys, go play, but take the pause, play too. There, you know, there's, so much to get out of your own imagination and that has to come from your heart and you only get those messages when you sit down and you're in play i mean there's a there's so many great philosophers throughout history that have said that the more you can play and be in your own joy the more there's mastery because it comes from your own heart so if you could take those moments with your child and actually play with them and don't placate them play no placate you're also getting so much it's a you're you're just you're this endorphins and your serotonin and people don't even understand when they hear the word stress is a killer they don't understand what it means actually that when your body is scared or stressed you're in fight or flight so everything stops so you're not eating out in the wilderness you're not you know there's no gas you're not gonna like you're not gonna sneeze everything's on hold so that you're safe but that's a terrible you can't live like that so when you're in rest and relaxation which is how we're supposed to be 90 percent of the time then you, you know, your body is able to breathe and think and oxygenate your blood and pump your heart. And the more you take time to have those moments where you actually feel your stomach exhale with breath and people are not doing that. Everyone's clenching their stomach, moving really fast, you know, trying to get through the day and all of those things are connected. And literally just starting with a few minutes in the morning to make it about you and make it about being in joy, not enjoying, but as Patty Penn says, enjoy, like literally inside of it, then you're changing every single thing in your life, every relationship around you. It's so much bigger than just playing. But but what a what a wonderful side effect. You get to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I say, but you get to play and how fun is that? And it's true. It's like even just those little moments of playing, it really does bring so much back to your heart. And and you're right, like your mind just keeps going and it's just your mind that has all these thoughts and I read something the other day that said like your our mind has like over 600,000 thoughts a day and like so many of them aren't even ours we pick them up from like you just said the internet and social media and people were around and we don't even know what half is ours and isn't others and it's like when you said like connect to your heart and connect to who you are like that's where you find everything it's it's so true it's identifying your truth it's absolutely it's a, absolutely it's and what's interesting is like you know what is that I, I used to hear the expression i never really understood it when you're awake versus when you're asleep 
And now that I really understand this game that's called life, it's really difficult to be around people and watch people, and which is just watching my old self, be so embroiled about what other people think and other people's expectations and how much time is wasted just not feeling how you truly feel and being honest about it. And what's so funny is when you actually are honest about it, that's inspirational to people. Think about the biggest, the people that are the most influential in the world. They might not have the best style or the best, whatever it is, but they just believe that what they're doing or saying or performing or gifting or offering is the truth. And we, everybody aspires to be just like that. But guess what? You can. And then it also is inspiring. It's not scary because we're still thinking it's scary based on our early days of thinking that honesty is confrontation. Whereas truth is love. That is what love is. Every metaphysical faith talks about that. That spirituality is truth and love and grace and faith. And yet we're all running around in fear, which actually can't be at the same time as other things. I love that. Well, and for yourself, Grace, how do you feel like you connect for yourself with that joy and, you know, with the truth of what you're saying, especially because you are a mom of two. I mean, I know your, your, you know, children are grown, but like, especially when you were, you know, a younger mom and you were really in the throes of it, like I am now, how did you allow yourself to do that? And like, what advice would you have for mothers listening? Yes. Well, I, I did push two children out and they are older, <laughs> but I've been married. I've been married uh, three times. And I, I mean, I love those other three children. Those, those are my gift children. And they have taught me so much. I have it's Georgia. So I have 25, 22, 22, 12, and 11. And I, <laughs> and I keep in touch with them as much as I can in their lives and as much as they want to, and as much as they reach out. And um, so I think for me, early on, what was a gift and a curse, as I was saying before, is that my parents were busy. So when I approached being a parent, I didn't have as many of the parental traditions and rules and thoughts floating around in my head, as much as I had an open heart to feel like, okay, the mother experience I would like my children to receive is, and really went at it like academically. Okay, how do I do this? How do I figure it out? And because I didn't have um, a lot of, you know, my, my parents are really smart people and they taught me how to research and then be fearless and going after what you want and incredible things, but they're just not in the weeds people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I really wanted to be that kind of soup to nuts kind of mother. And so it took me really figuring that out. And I think the figuring out process is what led me to understand, oh, I have to figure this out with them because I was a kid who was figuring out with my mother in the other way where we were just figuring it out. So I really wanted to try to create a process where I was helping my children discover their own thoughts and their own spirit and help them kind of be a, a guide more than a, I think Khalil Gibran has his poem, uh, your children come through you and not to you. So mm -hmm. if there's any part of believing that, I'm sure you see that with your girls' personalities being so specifically, specifically different and the same as they came out, right? Um, you know, that, that really led me to that. And the advice I would give is, Every day is a different day. And if we could just erase two words, the, my favorite two words that to need to be eradicated are perfect and should. Because mm -hmm. those two words, there's no place to go but wrong. I mean, think about this. This is my favorite way to sum this up. Think about women, right? If by 35, if you're not super hot 
with 2.2 children and the best partner and an incredible home that you decorated yourself and you make all the meals and throw the best parties. Oh, and you're a CEO of your own company and you're always available for sex and you give a mean blowjob and <laughs> all the neighbors love you and your kids are like have straight A's. Otherwise, you're a failure. You know what I'm saying? I know that sounds dramatic, but as women, we're given such a tall order that we should, we should just laugh at it and know it's not attainable. So obviously we didn't create it. So how do we feel? Because we felt a way when we were six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We got dressed based on how we felt. Everything was literally based on our feelings until started, people started telling us that our feelings aren't facts. But actually they are, if we're truthful about our feelings. And meaning truthful, meaning we're not, we're not wielding out feelings to hurt people or to be mean or to manipulate or to get our way. We care. So we're only in our feelings as much as we understand the relationship they have to the conditional love we have with everyone around us, right? Because we have to have conditions of love. Otherwise people can do whatever they want to you. This unconditional Disney fantasy is not real. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. So I think, I, yeah, my advice is there's get rid of perfectionism and get rid of should. And anytime there's anything that comes at you, even your own thought, how does that feel? Where does that land? Does that feel right? Look down the street. How's that going to feel in a week? How do you want your kids to feel about that? And then make decisions from your heart and really trust that and test it out in small ways. Aimlessness is my favorite. Like if you, one way to start to test yourself, because we're all certainty junkies, we want to make sure we have certainty. <laughs> taking a walk one day in a place you always walk. I say just every once in a while, have an intuitive walk. You know you're supposed to make a left, but you feel like going right. Trust it. And just let yourself have that for a few blocks or a mile or half a mile or whatever, just to, just to make your Fitbit happy, whatever you got to do. But just knowing that, and listen, when I've had those moments and I've left myself go right, I've run into somebody I've always wanted to meet or someone I haven't seen in a long time, or there was a fire in the train I almost got in, or you know, really learning to trust your intuition and let that guide you and let that guide you as you teach your children how to trust their own intuition. Yeah, so true. And I love, by the way, you said certainty junkie, because I am certainly, no pun intended, guilty of that. Like, there's yeah, just... I you, am too. Right. You just feel good when you have certainty, right? It's just, that's just a reality. But you're right. It's not, it's not actually reality. That's not what life is. Well, guess what? If nothing has showed us that we have not in control of anything outside of our own body, <laughs> right. certainly a pandemic, a race war, a quarantine, a hurricane, an earthquake, fires. I mean, it has been, I, we, we, I'm in New York, I'm upstate, and we, that hurricane was no joke. And wow. then I was in the apartment when it started in the city, and for, I was in there doing a couple hours because internet's starting to get weak, and the building was shaking. Oh, and wow. So I had, and, you know, I understand in my brain that it's on casters and it's, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, in my spirit and heart, you're just like a little tiny speck of a human in a building that's leaning over a city. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but I actually leaned into that and I said, okay, well, you know what? Faith. So what is faith? Faith is surrendering to the moment and knowing that you trust, trust life. And taking some breaths and saying, if you have to say it all day, I've had some days, Ali, in the last few months where I've had to say, I trust life every five minutes. Literally, I'm going to open the refrigerator. I breathe. I trust life. I'm going to get in the car. Breathe. I trust life. Because even if we are having a great day right now, the energy is globally is so confusing and so heavy and so thick. And we are humans. We are a one, we are one race, one 
kind of animal, whether we want to believe it or not, we feel each other. Yeah, we're all one collective for sure. Right, and we feel each other's energy. So even that, unpacking other people's stuff is a lot. So it is imperative right now that we just create whatever tools in that toolbox that are going to help us get through the day. Like you said, and the best thing that you said I loved was that you gave yourself permission to have a a la carte. And that's so important because certainty junkies like you and I and people pleasers, we really want to make sure that we do the right thing all the time. So if we say we're going to meditate, then that's another thing to pack on the things to torture ourselves about. So the fact that we can have a toolbox that has a couple options and we can be gentle and kind with ourselves about which one to go after that day even also helps. You know, like some days I have a long practice. I meditate, I do yoga, I take long walks. There's been weeks where I've had clients who are really in need. I've had my, my own children, my own self, emotional morning, and I've condensed it now. I've got a 30-minute trampoline hula hoop dance party. I make a playlist. I put it on a 30-minute timer. All I got to do is have fun, laugh, and sweat. And it's great. In the 30 minutes, I feel great about it. I have an accountability partner with myself, which I can't have my favorite um, latte in the morning until I do it. (laughs) So I do it because I know that I will sell myself out in a heartbeat for somebody else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it really makes a difference. Giving myself a break, a break on what I choose, on how, you know what I mean? All those things are important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like to that note, you launched this amazing newsletter so that people can get even more from you and everything you're sharing of joy. Tell us a little bit about that if you were to, you know, sign up to it and subscribe to it and, you know, like where you're going with that. Well, thank you so much. I started it because, you know, I used to when I was younger be so surprised by this, but I got to the point where I realized that people ask me everything. It's the most (laughs) and. For years, I would say to them, I don't know why you're asking me, but what I did was blah, blah, blah. And I realized that I am literally like just like a little child and that everything is fascinating to me. People are fascinating stories and I collect it. So I really do know if you're going to, you know, Ethiopia, what would maybe be a good hotel or a restaurant, you know, maybe, or the best spas to go to, or what health practitioners or a healing thing. And so when I started to realize that I did know a lot of stuff and I guess they're whatever you want to call it, it's being channeled or it's my own experience or just because I'm a curious person, I started just kind of going with that. And, and if I, if I had an experience that was fun or if I saw something or I did something new, I wanted everyone to be able to experience it so they could either try it for themselves or feel complete right there. And so it's everything from health things. And even sometimes you put cartoons and jokes and, but I think it's all centered around how we can, just get closer to loving on ourselves. You know, here's my favorite thing. You know, when you're dating someone new, how you are the best. I mean, you are there for advice. You know, you're, you're encouraging. You're always available. You, you, there's nothing they could say that you wouldn't come with some, you know, encouraging words and thoughts and a shoulder to lean on. But yet we don't do that for ourselves. So imagine oh, so if we could true. treat ourselves like a new lover. I mean, how many times where you've been home before you had kids and you just were exhausted after work and you just didn't feel like taking a bath and didn't feel like doing anything for yourself, but let someone you're interested call and then all of a sudden energy out of nowhere. You're making a five course meal, you're looking hot, you got dressed, you did your own hair, but we don't do that for ourselves. So I say everyone needs to Marie Kondo their own energy (laughs) and really realize like everything you do, everything all day, think about it. I'm gonna brush my teeth. Does that experience feel fantastic? Do you love the way you brush your teeth? Your teeth feel great? Just that, even that is a ritual. 
taking every minute to really feel, do I feel great? Is this the highest I could do for myself and therefore everyone else in this moment? And when you start to live as that, as your North Star, joy in every minute, wow. Life changes. Yeah. And also you'll start to see, and don't get upset with yourself, you'll start to see how much you don't really believe in that. Like as soon as you start loving up on yourself, it's a little, it's going to be a little interesting at first to realize the messaging is not that message. But the good news is, is you can, you can rip that story out and write a new one, like weeds to a rose garden. Right. Yeah. We can all write our own stories. Now the bad news is I took a tiny hiatus because I'm finishing my book, which is the great news. Um, But Daily Grace is starting up again. And on my site, at playwithgrace.com there's all of them archived the ones from from the beginning and there's you know i still get inspired and i i wrote a friend of mine passed away who was very well known in music and i did an article about that that's on there and i've been adding other things and snippets from the book so there's still a lot of fun things to play with there and also on instagram at great at grace harry so it's it's fun and there's things happening all the time I love it. Yeah, I know. I, I took a peek at your Instagram and I love some of just the even like quick little quotes and, you know, a meaningful, bold statements that you have on there. Um, they're just definitely help you reach that joy and also kind of go away from that programming like you talked about and just really go back to you and your own self and your own truth. Because like you said, I think in this time, especially we're all, or if you're allowing yourself, I know for myself personally, I'm learning way more about my own truth and my own heart and what I believe is true and what is important to me. And I think that is important for all of us in order to tap into that further joy of what you're talking about. Yes, but, but you, you did something unique is that you gave yourself permission to make that important. People have to learn, to, they have to give themselves permission because that's when you realize who's really running the show. We can all say it. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to start that new book. I'm going to learn to drive. I'm going to take another court, whatever. And then two weeks go by, you're so angry at yourself. You didn't do it. So it's, it's really learning to give yourself permission to take care of yourself. Right. Whatever language you got to use, make yourself the client, treat yourself like your kid, act like you're your friend, your sister, pretend, whatever you have to do, fake it till you make it, <laughs> act as if, <laughs> but just start to really start to you know, put some, some of that me time in and realize it's not frivolous. It's essential, especially right now. Yeah. Especially right now. So, so, so well said. Well, I know you told us everywhere we could find you and everything, but you said the book you're working on, um, is that something coming in the near future? Oh, absolutely. It's called the fantastical tales of Olo. And it literally talks about how we got here. I tell us it's an adult picture book and I tell the fantastical tales about this incredible creature named Olo. And what it's gonna do is it's gonna show us all from birth till now, how we created these stories and why, and how we can easily untangle them by seeing some very universal things we all maybe do differently, but they all still are rooted in the same kind of ideas. You know, when we start to learn how to people please, when we start to, you know, put what we need second because of situations that happen in our lives. And then all of a sudden we're 25 to 35 and we feel, as I say, quote, quote, imposter syndrome, we just don't feel authentically ourselves. No one does because we were never taught to do that. You know, we're taught to eat so we don't die. We're taught to get dressed so we don't get arrested. (laughs) But no one is teaching us how to access joy or to reconnect with the joy being our birthright. And so it is is so important that we start to realize that this is not a 
This is not frivolous. This is not a luxury. It's essential. If you even think about your body, that when you have pain, that's I, my real belief is that is emotions creating sensation. So you don't ever go back into those, 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 those pain bodies again. But then we don't understand that. So we just think that we chalk it up to, oh, that's just pain. Or I just have a hurt neck or my back just hurts. And we don't realize, well, if you are a person that stresses and worries, then you're always clenching your stomach. And therefore, that's why your stomach's always hurting. If you're someone who feels like no one has your back and you've got the way the world's in your shoulder, these expressions come from old beliefs that our body and mind and soul were connected. So it, it is really is for our health to really start to live in some joy. And it's not, it's not for people who are just are really have a lot of extra time or a lot of extra means. Everybody, you, you hear people that live in situations. I went to visit my mother when she was living in Haiti years ago. And that was the first thing. And that sounds so stereotypical and you know, whatever, but it's the truth. It's like, more money, more problems, as the song says. <laughs> I don't believe that money is the problem at, at all. And there's an incredible book I read years ago called The Diamond Cutter, all about how those two things really go hand in hand. But for, for capitalism and all kinds of reasons, we were taught to believe that. But it is true that when you make that your North Star, when you make achieving or when you make those things, they become the addiction. They become the thing to avoid your actual real feelings and the truth of your real life. And so, you know, it's getting, getting to the point where you realize I can give myself the best start to every day. And then everything else from there is magic. You're living. That's what that book is really about. And I cannot wait to give it to everybody because I just want everyone to feel good. Yeah, to feel joy. Well, thank you so much for bringing joy to myself and my show. I love everything that you shared and I can't wait to check out your book when it is ready and you told us but just tell us one more time where we can go and find you and follow you yes playwithgrace.com and it's play with grace play p-l-a-y-w and then grace so not with just w so play wgrace.com and then at grace harry on instagram amazing well thank you so much grace and until next time guys cheers bye